Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, the podcast where we give movies a second look, second chance, second take, if you will. I am your host, Preston Jenkinson, and joining me, as always, is Jake Twido. Preston, we're here to give a little less conversation and a little more action, baby. Mm. There was no Elvis in this one, but... Uh, there was there no Elvis, you know, we were... No, instead you get... Do you know that song's explicit? No. There's no words in it. It's marked explicit language. Why? I've been trying to figure that out. Because that's the greatest song ever, man. That's how you get I, pumped I, up. I did listen, I listened to it on Spotify last night. Look at <laughs> it sometime and see. Like There should be an E beside it. Okay, but... As you've figured, we're talking about Ocean's 12 because we're continuing our coverage of the Ocean's Trilogy. Um, The story for this one is Daniel Ocean recruits one more team member so he can pull off three major European heists in the sequel to Ocean's 11. Who's the 12th member? Uh, Julia Roberts. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it's great. You said that because Ocean's 13. Who's the 13th? That doesn't work. No. Uh, kind of no, okay, it does count. Kinda. Terry Benedict, I guess. Terry Benedict and the guy that does the uh, 3D stuff. I can't remember his name. He's in this movie too. He makes the egg. oh yeah, uh, um, Nagel. Na- thank you, Nagel. Yeah, be careful. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, the review. The reviews for. Uh, Ocean's 12. The positive one comes from Dallas Observer by way of Luke Thompson. Soderbergh seems to have found his vision again. It'll be great. It'll be a great day when he returns to writing his own material. But until then, this is none too shabby. He, dude, he had a pretty good run of movies. I, I didn't realize that was, I didn't, well, I guess I knew it, that he kind of stopped after. The oceans. Yeah. There's a couple more that he did, but then Logan Lucky brought him back. Yeah. Have you seen that before? Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Okay. It's curious. I've seen it once and I barely remember it. I know it was good, but <laughs> the, I'm gonna go and tell you the negative. There's no glamour in this. It's a bunch of minutia. <laughs> well, Lisa Schwarzbaum, who's a oh, repeat Schwarzbaum, huh? Yeah, from Entertainment Weekly. Said what's on screen is lazy second rate phoned in a heist in which it's the audience whose pockets have been picked. All right. So I, I've got a weird concept on this movie. I think okay. it's a concept movie. It's in what one hundred percent so it's hundred percent set in Europe. Yeah. I think the whole movie has this weird European vibe where it's like it you're does. not in Las Vegas anymore. It's not glitzy. You're not doing show performances. It's like I don't know, I'm trying to remember some German movies I've watched, but it's similar in feel of like, I'm not saying German movies are boring at all. And that's how it's going to come off, but you're kind of just watching something. It's not giant. It's very slow. I don't know. I, I love this movie. It's, it's, you're right. Ocean's Eleven is way better. Yeah. But I, I don't even know if you can compare them apart no. from the similar people. I mean, it's a different movie. Yeah. The a little bit, bit more, more confusing um, when it comes to the final uh, heist that wins these this uh, competition between. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, much. I love this movie. That's where this thing gets murky. Yeah, 
If you think about it too much, your brain will hurt, basically. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. The the lazy part of this is you kind of just copied the first movie. You're finding love for your protagonist. Yeah. That's really it. So it's cool, but... uh, It's like um, Danny's story in the first one got put on Rusty in this one as he slams back some fireball. Jake just getting prepared. Forget all these. Uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. I almost call people out by name. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the lazy part. That's where thirteen's like a breath of fresh air because it's a new story. Yeah, I do love that. Like, it's not a bank heist. Yeah, you're not, you're not doing like the, the typical heist. We're going to go to a safe. It's like it's multiple heist. heists. Like, yeah. Um, but this one starts out with. Um, Brad Pitt walking into an apartment, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Isn't that right? No, no. It starts off, uh, Danny's at a bank, at a jewelry, at a jewelry no, place. No, that's after the, no, the opening scene is like that scene with Brad Pitt, Catherine Zeta-Jones in that apartment. That's how Oh, God. Starts. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the past, past Brad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he comes in and asks her how her day's going and... Through some conversation, we figure out she's a cop and she's on the on the on the on this case and he's asking her about it and she's basically trying to it, you find out later that she's basically telling like, telling him by answering these questions that, hey, I know you're a thief and I would be cool with it, but you left. The uh I don't know, man. It is like Ocean's Eleven. I don't know. This this movie to me, this whole series is the we're going to make you love the characters. You're not going to give mm. a crap about the story. But right, right away, I'm like, oh, dude, this rusty guy's the bomb. Like, mm. he uses this kind of shampoo, apparently. He has a boot. The yeah. right heel is cut short. We'll I don't know like, if he has dandruff. Is... <laughs> what a product placement, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then you get the flash forward back to today. Post... Uh, heist of the first movie yeah and uh danny's accidentally casing places out mm-hmm. it's their anniver- their re-anniversary second uh, third anniversary second third thank you almost said third fourth uh, no. <laughs> uh that that scene where he's on the phone with her and she says oh danny the pilot's light out and it won't turn on or whatever the call is the basement the, the pilot Base- lighted out and the basement's flooded flooding like God, that, that's perfect. Just mm-hmm. like, boom, we're in. Which and I is, think that's where this ahead. sucks. Some the first movie you had such a build up into stuff. Mm-hmm. So this one's. I mean, I don't know. Some people probably like that, but it's like, boom, you're in. You know the people. We don't care. Enjoy. Because that was code for, uh oh, Terry Benedict found us, and now we're in trouble. Because man, this is where they really make him a d bag. First movie, he's yeah. kind of a jerk. It's this one, D-bag. Third one is like... Like, you don't feel too... Like, you kind of feel bad for him because he's getting robbed, but you don't really because he owns a casino and he's kind of a dick. And yeah. in this one, he's just like uh, full dick mode. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you got your money back from insurance. Yeah, you're now you're making a thing and it's like, and there's a VIG, 38 more million dollars. Yeah. That's my uh, Andy Garcia, by the way. <laughs> My name is Andy Garcia. It's not him at all. 
Um, I do like the reintroduction of the crew by using him oh. finding them. That's great. Oh, God, dude. Again, back to the twins from last week. Yeah. My favorite thing in the world, just like... I, this movie, yeah, it succeeded because you love the characters. Yeah. That's the only reason why. And I, I, I'm down for it. I don't care. They could... I wish they'd do a 14, but RIP Bernie Mac, man. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Because he, he finds uh, one of the, well, the first one he finds is obviously Danny, uh, but he, he skips town on a train and leaves Tess there. That's great. Um, <laughs> what if he shot her in the head right there? That's yeah, what I was like. like that's what would have happened. No, he kills he kills his family for the people that crossed them from the first movie. But it's it's like. You just left your wife there. What if he like came there to kill you and he just settles for Tess instead? Like, uh, why hey, did yeah, she agree to that? <laughs> and then, so, after that is, is it Bernie Mac? Uh, yeah, Bernie Mac next. He's at the, He's got his nail salon. It's kind of cool. You get to see how people spent their money. Yeah, too. B- Bernie Mac but- bought a nail salon and uh, he gets his goons to like grab his foot in his hand that was being worked on by ladies. Dude, say it right. Frank Catton. Frank Cat. That son of a bitch Jim Crow kept his, kept his name out the history books. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jim Bob Crawford for him. Yeah. God, dude, I love Bernie Mac, man. Yeah. I Yeah, he's mm. great. I got I got so this movie got me. I was like, Bernie Mac's gone. Carl Rayner's gone. I Saul. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. They go to they, uh the the best one, honestly, is the stand up. Livingston oh, Dale. God, Livingston, yes. Dude, what and like I love this movie and the next one, they go full on on him. They, mm-hmm. you understand him at this point, but like, because he was a just like stand up. He was just a typical like <laughs> IT genius in the first movie. Like he was just yeah. the, the the guy on the computer. But now he's the like, I want to do something. I want to be sociable. I'm yeah. not sociable, but I'm gonna do it. Like, oh, uh, just his whole interaction of like. I have to thank you for letting me finish. And yeah. then you're like, maybe Terry Bennett isn't a jerk. You're a funny like, guy. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? You're a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> Him or Yen are the best. With Yen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She Yen's, Yen's living in uh, Miami with, uh, with a woman. And apparently she went on a trip with a photographer. They have an argument. It doesn't matter. Um, There's only speaking line in the movie. That is true. Like he does not talk in these movies. He can't speak English. Well, there you go. Yeah, he uh, can't speak English. He's not an actor. How so does he take direction? <laughs> hand signs, gestures. Yeah. So yeah, Steven so, Sorberger was just doing this the whole time, going, "Do one of these." Yeah. And then the, obviously the twins. One of them's getting married, and uh, he just ignores the other one in his speech. To he thinks like an entire table of family members that are there and just including someone's like current boyfriend that he just met yes yeah. <laughs> like, my neighbor jim and his new girlfriend <laughs> oh god <laughs> if anything this movie sucks because its beginning is so perfect yeah from the first and which like they wanted to film these two back to back yeah that was the plan originally but i think they still got that feeling yeah. that they did kind of just like uh same crew. People yeah. have mustaches now that didn't. But uh, and yeah. then uh, he he gets uh, Saul's credit cards turned off somehow. 
Um, he finds Linus in Chicago, and we find uh, Rusty. Uh, he's owning a he owns a hotel in Los Angeles, and Topher Grace makes another appearance <laughs> at the hotel. I can't believe they called Frankie Munez out too. Yeah, which I I don't know if you keep up with Frankie Munez. That dude's rad. He yeah, races cars cool. now. Like, yeah, I, I had no clue about him until I saw him pop up on Steve O's podcast the other day. I, I I watched Barstool stuff a lot, and he popped up, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's a guy still. This is he's rad, like, and I'm like, he's like thirty something. Guy. He's like thirty something years old now, and he's got a wife and kid. Yeah, wow. good for him. Yeah, I think he was kind of done with acting. I think he's one of those. Yeah, guys. I don't blame him. I I don't blame him at all. Like, he, I'm ma- done he made with his money from Malcolm in the Middle, so like he was done. And the guy, like, props for him. I saw a thing yesterday. He openly was like, Malcolm in the Middle wouldn't exist without Brian Cranston. I'm not yeah. good. Yeah. He was like, the only reason he was a last second hire, and he made the show. I'm like, good for you, dude. But yeah, so you get the wonderful get up of they're all going to meet together and make a plan of how they're going to get all their money back. And they all <laughs> have to admit how much money they've spent. And Brad Pitt's like in the hole, what, like twenty five million or something? Yeah, I, so it's just like this is outrageous. But hotels, God. man. <laughs> yeah, shave my head. Now I'm cool. Yeah, I think um, what, seeing Brad Pitt in this movie made me shave my head like that because I I had that look for like years. Uh, my brother did that. My brother, I, I think my brother dyed his hair blonde possibly at some point because of Brad Pitt, and then shaved his head too which my brother's bald now so he he's always yeah. shaved but i'm gonna i'm gonna make a very controversial comment say it brad this entire series like it's a good looking guy a mm-hmm. a lot of good looking guys in this b this drives in my brain every piece of what's cool like how people dress it's still my definition of like that's how you look like a cool person other than brad pitt's silk shirts Oh, dude, no, those are... Oh, heck no, man. <laughs> I can't, no, no, those things can't are get down with the silk shirt. Can't do no. it. No. I mean, but you know what? Two Oceans 13 and 11 are a better sharp suit. Yeah. You're, you know, going to order an old-fashioned, and I don't know what you're going to do after that, but whatever. Yeah. So Brad This is Pitt, a weird rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt has, has um gotten everybody flights to Amsterdam because they can't work anywhere in America. Which and, apparently he's already set up so he could meet with his former lover because yeah because Frank stops him at the end he's like Amsterdam you sure he's like yeah don't tell Danny Jeb Bob Crow's over there <laughs> that's the worst Bernie Mac I've ever done sorry it is it's terrible um so they 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 get on a flight to Amsterdam and uh, they make it there and <laughs> you you get the best uh, Matt Damon's character work in this. oh yeah on the like, flight on the flight like hey i've been thinking about this like wakes rusty up that, that when he looks back and gets to his seat after waking him up and what a loser <laughs> you the, matt damon's the only person that could do this like i don't know it, it solidified all their acting choices from the first one oh uh, yeah and yeah. so when they get there um they have a they meeting with Matt Sui. Matt Sui, you're a wizard, Harry. Played by Hagrid. Like I it did How not hit bonkers. me until last night when I was watching it and I was like, "Holy crap, that's Hagrid." Yeah, you're a wizard he, Harry. 
hey, that guy is a phenomenal actor. Yeah. But it's so funny just with a uh, forced perspective and a beard. Mm-hmm. You, you, you would not know. I mean, it's crazy. But that whole scene's perfect. I, I don't know. A doctor who specializes in skin diseases will fall asleep in front of the TV. Later, he'll have a and he'll dream that he has fallen asleep in front of a TV, and later he will awake and not remember his dream. Would you agree? Oh, how the sun <laughs> set! When I was four years old, I saw my mother kill a spider. But Tico's. <laughs> Later, understand that was my Harold. Years later, I realized it was not a spider. It was my uncle Harold. God, (laughs) if all the animals along the equator were capable of flattery, (laughs) then Thanksgiving and Halloween would fall on the same day. I'm going to tell you, there's no, there's it was just gobbledygook. That's it. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. It, again, maybe this is a terrible movie, but it just sets up this weird, zany world. It's kind of like uh, John Wick. Like, yeah. if you can roll with the John Wick universe, this is pretty much what they're doing. Like, there's this thief network, and I don't know. Because all this was set up just to mess with Linus, because Linus wants to be a part of the the deal making <laughs> and, and in charge of stuff. And this was another way for, for Danny and Rusty to mess with him. You uh that this like dovetails straight into the next great Linus moment where uh Matsui is essentially like a fencer he or a fence person like he tells you steal this or and give I'll you give the you job this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, they get back to their hotel which is a rad looking place mm-hmm. by the way glad you guys are not wasting money that you have to pay back but right um. They're going through and they're talking about the guy they're gonna rob, and he's clearly emotionally damaged. He's an introvert, he stays in his house, and Linus gets so offended that they're calling him a weirdo. Yeah, because right? he's agoraphobic. Yeah, and he's like, guys, are we sure we should do this? And like, yeah, we don't care. I'm I'm not so sure with the kind of organization that label people. And oh, we're an organization like, now? <laughs> I love the like. He's worried about how they're calling people that. You're still gonna rob them. Like, yeah, there's, it's not the point of you're gonna steal. It's let's not call them like this. Uh, I don't know, but um, and I didn't realize it's the first stock certificate ever they stole. Yeah, that it's the first steal. stock yeah. certificate issued on the planet. Which, again, I don't know. The more I talk about this, I'm like, yes, yeah, movie's rad. No, I'm right. But you get the uh, crazy setup of they're going to raise the pylons on this building. Yes. Yeah. Floating technically, I guess. Because so it's they on can the make canal. A shot. Yeah. All of that bonkers. But you get the uh, setup back to uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Isabel. Took me a minute. Because mm-hmm. Rusty starts um, following her. Sorry, starts following her. And she gets uh, notified that the uh, night fox is struck again while she's giving a seminar presentation about she's interrupted out of Gaspar Lamarck, who will come up later. Uh, Lamarck. Um, I, that whole thing. I mean, this whole movie is a movie of backstory and mm. like back shoots and everything else, which 
don't know. It works works for this. That's the weird switch. Like Ocean's uh, Eleven, there's one back thing, and it's the whole heist. Yeah, like they did the setup of how they actually did it. This one, there's like it's like the 15. whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of it. They're like, let's double down on that. <laughs> yeah, but you found out that uh, Francois Tellur, the Night Francois Fox, is a uh, pissed off because because his mentors decided that Danny Ocean Ocean's Eleven is the greatest thief group in the world and he's mad because he's the best thief because he was trained by Lamarck yeah it's like that's where this falls apart or again you have to be alright with this this is this zany theft world of you understand oh you're getting challenged to steal do a competition with this guy because he's mad at you yeah and so he basically He's broken. Apparently, he's broken rule number one by, I guess, did he turn them in? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he, he uh, turned them yeah. into Benedict. That's who it was. Yeah, he yeah. set it up with Benedict. So he's the reason that all this has started because uh, 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 the American businessman that set them on the um, the casino heist from the first movie was on a boat with uh, Francois Tellure. And, and Lamarck. Lamarck. Yeah. And was talking about, oh my gosh, it was great. They did this, this, and this. And 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 Lamarck agreed with him. Francois Tellur, who's like a baron, uh is upset about that. Like, why do you care, dude? You're a baron, you're super rich. Why yeah, are James you James Bond was filmed at your house, dude? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same house uh on Lake Como. Is it the it's same like, house? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm pretty sure it's the same house. Different angle, but I think yeah. the same house. So I think there's only one island in Lake Como. Or one villa island. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll live in yeah, Italy. Whatever. We're not a James If you Bond live in podcast. Italy, let us know. What, what's on uh, Lake yeah. Como? Invite us. We want to come uh, do it and talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I just love like... <sighs> again, not to upset French people. That's such oh, a boy. French thing of like... Oh, you think you're better than me? No, 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 no. I'm oh, better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, not even if you thought I was going to be offensive, man. No, no. Well, it's, a it's a stereotype. So I guess it is. It is. But, but I mean, he was. It's very French attitude. Yeah. 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 But you know, you got a cool guy. Like again, I'm like, this guy's all right. Dude is suave. You know. He yeah. Uh, and even 13 still, but drives they, um, nice cars and and gambles and. Downside is you find out that he hired Matsui to set the yeah. team up too, and it's like, ah, oh, Matsui's my friend. No, yeah, no. But they uh they have a huge challenge now of you have to steal the uh, Fabergé Imperial egg. Mm, yes, the coronation egg. I guess is the right. They find out who set him up and who he is. I guess they get that from Lamarck, and yep. they uh, he, Danny meets him. At his house, and that's where Francois gives us our challenge of this movie. And I think, and that's where the the like audience lies already start. But now yeah. it's like you get the the flashback later of oh, Danny and Rusty know what's going on. They are they already know that they're going to steal the egg, and I think at this point they had already stolen the egg. Or not we're yet. about right after. Not yet, but as soon as the challenge started, that's when they did that whole scene on the train. Yeah, where yeah, we wound get, back to the train. 
Okay. They get the Night Fox tape. They immediately contact Lamarck, and they're like, all right, your guy broke rule number one. And then for forgiveness for him, he arranges to do well to teach a student a lesson. Mm. So that's the parallel timeline there. Yeah. Um, so that we have we, we don't know that that it already took it, but yeah, we we are, we are set up in a warehouse again. We've mapped out this cathedral or museum where the the egg is on display. Who? Let me ask you this: Who knows they already took it? All um, of them. Matt Damon, Danny Ocean, and Rusty, Rusty, um, then one of the Mormon twins because they're the ones that and and uh, Basher, yeah, those were the ones the that were on the train. The, yeah, there's a good uh, podcast thing. I just did a visual cue for you <laughs> on here, throwing my hat off. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think anyone else knows. I think they're all in the dark. Yeah, because again, with a flashback from later in the movie. Gaspar is like, you have to assume that you're under surveillance 24-7 once this challenge starts by Talur. Yep. So you can't leave anything to chance. Nope. Yeah. So they, they go through their whole heist plan, and it's being surveyed and videoed the whole time. There's always a backpack shot. Yes. Just like the scene. air freshener and the truck in the first movie, always a backpack that they look at. So you've got that piece, but so their their plan is they're gonna uh, put down a holographic plate and grab the egg, but the but we've, we, we've skipped over a, a huge yeah chunk we piece the miss where uh, <laughs> Isabel goes to the hotel they're staying at under the assumption she knows Rusty's following her, so she opens the door in cases she already picked up Danny. Frank too she found yeah, Frank uh, that's yeah picked up Frank she cases Danny Yen. And then Rusty's a sold person because she already knows him, but yeah. steals his phone. So now she's intercepting calls. Yeah. And she also time. gets Livingston and the other Mormon twin. Um, because they, in, in kind, they stole some of the, the Night Fox's paintings from his house. Oh, God, that's right. He had the, the terrible mustache. Yeah. Yeah. And it has that meeting with Catherine Zeta Jones, and she forges a um, a form from her boss, which would give her like operational control and gets all these resources dedicated to this case because she's like obsessed with trying to get Rusty. There is so much like back and forth in this movie. Yeah, of time. <laughs> we're, Sorry, just... we're ping ponging back and forth, but this movie ping pongs back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um. But she figures out what they're going to steal because of uh, of Roman a billboard. Sorry, yeah, Roman the billboard. But then Roman confirms it with he's building a holographic thing. It's going to cost him triple. No, well, he doesn't say double, what it no, is. Triple. She just knows that uh, he has a hologram for Rusty. He yeah. never says what it is. But talk but she about kind of pieces. It, she pieces it together when she sees the billboard for the egg. Yeah, talk about the worst planned, or just, nah, it wasn't planned bad, but they all get picked up. Yeah. Everyone but like three of them. Basher. Except the, except the, the three who twin. know, except the three who know that they have the egg. Yeah. Um, Which, you haven't seen Saul at all. He's yeah. been, uh, 
he decided to stick it out. Yeah, he, so. he decided to like, you know what? I'm old. I'm not. Let Terry come after me. I don't care. I'm an old man. I want my last check to bounce. <laughs> I'm down with that, dude. Spend all your money. Who gives a crap? But, but then uh, we get into, in my opinion, the worst part of this movie. Where, the secondary heist. Yeah. yeah. Um, Linus has the bright idea to bring in Tess because she looks like Julia Roberts. Now. Yeah, this got too tongue in cheek. If you're a famous actor, don't do this in a movie. It's no. It's stupid. No. Yeah, I don't this was this was the lazy part. I mean like Yeah, cuz Bruce Willis is in it too. Which you know, throwback, like, he was supposed to be Danny Ocean. Yeah. So I mean, don't but, play yourself unless you're Nick Cage and someone has a really great script for you like um Yeah the massive, the huge way of massive talent, whatever that massive talent it, movie, you know what I'm it's talking It's Julia about. Roberts. It's not a third rate actor that's starting right. like, I don't know. You could have used her. You could have just brought her in. I, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, I agree. This is what, this is the bad part of the movie. This is where it's like, this is okay. Dumb. Like, yeah. And so like all of our crew is picked up and then they eventually get picked up because Catherine Zeta Jones picks out that she's, Either left handed or right handed. Yeah. Yeah. She's left handed, but resigns it right. Yeah. And uh, the greatest comment in the world Saul's faking being her doctor. Pregnancy makes people ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause he's playing like a German doctor or something. It's like, what is this bull crap? What is this? Yeah. Um, but it, 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 I guess there kind of is a point to it because they they assume that Talor is watching them. So they're like, they're playing this stupid role of like oh no how are we gonna get the egg yeah it, it kind of if you think about it metaphorically or whatever the right word is yeah it's the worst part of the movie it's intended to be because they're being stupid yeah hey, but it's just it's still not entertaining so no. whatever um, <laughs> yeah so they all go to jail she pulls out her baby from her stomach and sits on it um <laughs> They're all trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And an FBI agent? Yeah, not CIA. FBI agent shows up. Interpol, FBI, who knows? Yeah. She rats out like, I need to interrogate them. Calls out Catherine Tata-Jones of, your paperwork came up faulty. Looks like you need to talk to your boss. Man, I don't know what it is. That lady just makes me want to punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> It might be the gum chewing. I'm sure characters. It's intentional. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's the character. <sighs> um, your paper wax come back cleared. Um, yeah, but it, later on in the in the because they get them all, they I guess they're trying to extradite them or whatever. And we find out this is Linus's mom. Yeah. So yeah, here's my thing because his dad shows up in the next movie. Yep. Are his parents thieves or are they in the FBI? Yes. So they're both. The con the con they work for the FBI, but they're con artists. But they're con artists. Yeah. So they work for the FBI, but okay. they do stuff. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's that's what's always confused me about these movies. Is like uh, that's okay, a, who, it's a big toke. Like, oh yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a bit of a leap, but I mean I guess it works. Um, yeah, which also I'd kill to see a movie of uh, the two of them. 
Yeah. A prequel. Like, how does that work? Of course, I mean, get, you can't like, use the same actors, but... Get younger actors to show them in, like, earlier... I, I don't know. It, it might not no. sell as much as... I mean, what would you call it? Because you have to have Oceans in it somehow, but... Uh, I don't know. As long as you don't call it Oceans 8. <laughs> Oceans Mistake. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's not that bad. You need to watch it. It's not that bad. I've seen clips. I should watch it. I, it's the same thing. I like enough of the actresses in it where I think I'd enjoy it, but yeah, uh, it wasn't needed. So we we go to the to the thing to the airport. Yeah, because they're, they're all, all going to fly on private jets. Yeah, they live in different cars, and they're going to follow Rusty's because it veers off. Yeah, Kath, Catherine Zeta Jones is following them. Rusty's car veers off. She's like, "Oh, follow that one," and then he explains like, "Hey." Um, what if I told you you can meet your dad? Yeah. Or no, yeah. your yeah. dad's alive. No, how could you meet Lamarck? Yeah, because her dad's Lamarck. Up, yeah, because her whole backstory is that her dad was a thief and her mom hated her dad, or that was the story. Um, what a good actor, by the way, for Lamarck. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's uncredited. Albert Finney, maybe. Yeah. He's in Big Fish. That's where I know him from. He was also in Born Supremacy. Oh shoot! Yeah, he is in all. The, yeah, God, I forgot about that. Especially when they like reveal who started Treadstone in the Born movies. He played like the the guy that invented Treadstone. Yeah, he was the guy that was uh the original Murder on the Orient Express way back. Oh, in the really? Day too. Okay. Yeah, he's got a huge prolific career. Just. Yeah. yeah, I think the entertainer. Yeah, like sixty or sixty-one. Useless knowledge. This doesn't do me any good. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Aaron Brockovich. He was in that too. Yeah. But. So after all this, um, we find out that Lamarck set up this. I guess he said, or he found out that when they're transporting the egg, they don't use and you put it in the armored truck. That's a replica. They put the real egg in like a backpack with like a regular dude on train. Yep. And so we we follow this. It's a great. I, I love the, the oh, sh- how this thing is shot where it's like you're, black you're and white. Back in how cool this is right there. How, this yeah. is when you're back like Ocean's movie this is awesome. Like it follows this guy all the way to. And we've already seen this backpack several times in this movie. So we follow this guy that comes out of an alley by the thing and he walks up to the train station and oh, he passes Linus. Linus has the same backpack. We switch to color and it's (laughs) 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 Uh, follows him on a train and uh, the Mormon guy does what he does best and starts a a conflict with Danny. (laughs) Yeah. Him and Danny get in a fight. Not like, New York. <laughs> it's like a Yankees. They, they play like Yankees and Red Sox fan on a train in Europe. How? I mean, what are the chances? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> about say one thing. I I don't. I remember reading this article. I couldn't find it. I read it in a magazine. And okay, it's online. But like, apparently, that's how a lot of those artifacts were moved until this movie came out. I believe it. Like it makes yeah. sense. That's like, like it, Ocean's it, Eleven came out, and they had to revamp uh, God, damn security. It, we, just, we had the perfect system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they redid casino security in Vegas. Of like, oh, we have to do all of this different. Yeah. And then uh, this one, they're like, 
Yeah. Um, Jeez, anything else you want to ruin for us? <laughs> Thankfully, the third one doesn't. But yeah, because the, the in the third one, I think they came up with like a a, a system that's so preposterous that there's no oh, way it exists. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> So we have the egg and we already have the egg. And then it's like, it shows us this perspective of, oh, he was watching them the whole time, but they were actually doing this and they, you know, they switched the hologram, whatever. So, uh, we're getting close to the end with, uh, Danny and Tess show up at, um, Francois's house and they're like, oh man, you, you got there before us. How'd you do it? And he's like, but no, he they um he wants okay, them to, to admit, admit that he's the best, the best thief, and then he'll tell him I did it, and they're like, "What we don't understand is uh, what did you do about the lasers?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, the laser field." <laughs> On this episode of idiots making sound effects. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that that whole sequence. Like, from that black and white to now. I've met the guy that made that song once. Uh-huh. He didn't speak English very well. <laughs> I, I believe it. Based on yeah, that I, on that beat, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I came in real hot and was like, I love that song. It's so great. This is this. And he goes, Oh yeah, good time. Yeah, good man. You oh. yeah, I blew that moment. That was yeah. That was yeah. yeah. Zagud, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like piss off. I don't care about you, yeah. boy. <laughs> and, yeah. And okay. like Danny's like, well, how come my recon team didn't see you? And they're fighting. <laughs> and it cuts to the the recon team, of course, is the Mormon twins, and they're like bickering about night vision goggles, and there's a shot of Talur just going across the top of the museum roof and Again, I'm gonna say it like this is a this should be an educational piece. This movie specifically, you can have a questionable story if you yeah. have a likable enough cast and characters. You'll forgive a lot of stuff. Who cares, dude? Like, yeah. Um, and they're me. like, "Oh wow, that's amazing." All right, well, if you'll give us our money, <laughs> yeah, we'll be leaving now. And then yeah. they uh, they uh, reveal the marks, screwed him over. Yeah. I was like, oh, geez, you know, what are we going to do now? And they uh, mm-hmm. they get their money. They pay back uh, Terry Benedict by donating it. To- <laughs> no, that's <laughs> at the end of the third one. Oh, that's oh, geez. Sorry, I mixed them up. Yeah. Never mind. It does. End, it does have a shot of Talor like working in the gardens of the Bellagio or something like he's on the grounds. Yeah, or that's OK. And then. You know, you get the scene of uh, Brad Pitt, Isabella coming in to their casino where they're partying. Well, he takes her to the park first, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Takes her there, lets her meet her dad. And you see the backpack coming back where they're returning the egg. They're not going to keep it. Yeah. So apparently they stole it for him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, He's going to return it. Or was it was it the one thing that he couldn't? Was it like one of those things where it's like the one thing he couldn't steal or something? I can't remember. I might be thinking dreaming that up. I might be thinking. I, I might be making I feel that like up. they. I thought like they agreed to all this because they were going to steal it and he was going to return it. Gotcha. So there's nothing. Gotcha. No, no crime in the end. Gotcha. So yeah, we all have we have a big party at the end and everyone's happy. 
and life is great, one wonderful. And that's Ocean's Twelve. <sighs> Funny enough, Catherine Zeta Jones doesn't show up in the third movie, but you know. Yeah, kind of weird. There's a there's an actress that looks a lot like her, uh, with Linus's dad in a diner. Or I'm remembering it wrong. And I was always like, oh, that's a weird cutaway to show that she's still around. Like mean, she's disgust, but yeah, so I don't know where the She is mentioned in the third movie, but she's just not in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so is Is Julia Roberts in the third one? No. I don't no, think so. She's not either. Yeah. It's a boys' club, baby. Mm-hmm. The boys are back in town. Um so since you had all the trivia off the top of your head last week, you got any for uh for this movie? Uh George Clooney was 42 when they filmed this. He So when they well, all they all try and guess what his age actually is. He, he's was, a good look he's he's a good looking dude, but um he does not age well cuz I would not have pegged him for 42. No, I thought he was movie. in his like 50s. Um yeah. <laughs> There's a weird like <laughs> Brad Pitt versus Danny Ocean. Brad Pitt apparently told everyone, Danny Ocean, wow, George Clooney. Brad Pitt told everyone, George is really trying to be in character. You need to address him as Mr. Ocean all the time. <laughs> so uh, uh, George Clooney started putting stickers on the back of Brad Pitt's car that said, I'm gay and I vote and small penis on board. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Trying to remember any other like there's not a lot of weird ones in this. I'm looking I got at my, something I made, about Matt. I got something notes. about Matt Damon in the chamber. Is it the Led Zeppelin song Cashmere of how he quoted it to Matsui? No. <laughs> That's what he gives back to him. He just gives the lyrics to Cashmere. Yeah. This uh it was right after he shot the Born Supremacy. Oh, yeah. And it, he requested to not have a big role because he's tired. Yeah. And the director's like, F you, no. Yeah, dude. You're like, going to be a no. part of this. Your yeah. character is a part of this, dude. You signed the contract. Get get out of there. <laughs> uh, Ricky Gervais was supposed to be in this. I think as... Uh, I think you were supposed to play Nagel, if anything. Yeah, yeah, but he was like, uh, why would I want to do lines with Brad Pitt when I could just lead in a movie in my own country? Jeez. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I get that, but geez, man, like, should have done calm it. Back. He's so severe about stuff. Like, dude, just they just asked you to be in a movie. Calm down. Yeah, and that was Man Tit era Ricky Gervais too. So he's like always got like his stand up is okay, but like, dude, just calm down. Like, you don't have to be over the top about everything. Yeah, yeah, dude it doesn't doesn't have to do that. I, I mean, he's funny. I, I enjoy him, but yeah. Um. I, there's when they stop in the Netherlands. So uh, one thing we we didn't talk about, like they're mimicking being a part of uh, Arsenal United. Oh, that, and they, they have to stuff yin and in, in something in every movie. Yeah, so they stop at the train station in the Netherlands. The filming actually broke that train station. Wow! So like trains didn't work for a little while. They cut some wires, I think. So power got cut. Um. Yeah, there's not a lot of good trivia on this, actually. I mean, like, it's... Yeah, it's kind of like this movie's kind of middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and I, I like in the Ocean's ranking, it's 11, 13, 12. 
But I, I still think 12 is just, it's on its own. I mean, it, to me, yeah. it's like, it's a 7-4. That's what so, I'd well, give it. Uh, it's 7.4? Yeah, 7-4. Actually, no, I'd go 7-6. Okay. I'd give like, it it's a, enjoyable. I, I can watch it nonstop. I, so, I'd give it about a 6.5. I feel that. It it definitely does get lazy. Yeah. But, I don't know. It, again, it's... Ocean's Eleven's probably top three favorite movies. I think I said five last week, so I'm changing my mind. Still counts, but I don't know. I, I can watch. I watched it. I actually fell asleep watching this. I'm not gonna lie. And I woke up, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know where we're at. I love this. So. I, I honestly turned. I, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it so much that I turned it off. Like after they uh, had that conversation with Tulur, because I like oh, this is the end. Yeah, yeah. You, you it's. There's nothing else. Yeah. But. Uh, so that brings us to our next segment. What you watching? <laughs> I know my mic didn't pick that up. Logan heard that from downstairs and said Bob's Burgers. <laughs> we uh we finished King of the Hill. Completely. Wow. Which, man, that show stands up so well. It It ends so dumb. Because Fox released them out of order. Oh. So the last episode's the 20th, not the 24th in the season. And there's four <laughs> other throwaway episodes. But uh, so Bob's Burgers rewatching that. And it's uh, it's pretty good, too. But I, ha- I haven't been watching much, man. I'm not going to lie. I've been uh, yeah. I've been too busy. Or I've been playing uh, Hollow Knight on the Switch. There you go. So watching video games counts, right? Sure. Yeah. I guess I should change it to what you. What, what you, you play, doing? <laughs> what you playing? What you watching? What you playing? Um, what you diddling with, man? Ugh, <laughs> that sounds so wrong. That sounds terrible. Uh, um, no. I finished. Uh, what is I finished? I got all the way to season five of Better Call Saul. So dang, dude, you got from like. I thought last week you were on three. Last week I was I had I was in season four and okay. I plow I plow I. I really go through them in like a weekend. I I don't remember where I left off. I I, know, I think I've got like one to catch up on the new one. Yeah. It's such a good show. Is it better than Breaking Bad for you? No. Yeah. It's not, but it it's di- it's better in its own it's good in its own way. I'll say that. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is I, I don't know. I, I love Bob Odenkirk. Like, I used to watch uh what was that show? Mr. Friend? Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch that. So it's just like, man, I'm I'm down for Bob Odenkirk. Even even though it's like a, a spinoff of Breaking Bad, it feels like a different show. Even though it's in the same universe and it kind of yeah. follows. I think like, it's the only spinoff that's ever worked in the history of time, other than Frasier. Oh, it's screw Frasier, f him. <laughs> I'm just and, Not, I've um, actually never seen Frasier in my life. The Day Shift. I watched that on Netflix last weekend. That's really Ooh, good. Is that is that Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco. I need to watch that. It's I think it's, it's like pop the, up and like oh. it's the studio. It's the studio that did all the John John Wick movies. So okay, yeah, uh, Bob Odenkirk. His and John Wick film is a great nobody. By the way, the the director is a it's a first time director and he's a former stuntman. So uh, yeah, I'm in. I need to watch that. Yeah, have you seen Nobody? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. That was 
great as well. Like we're we're in a renaissance of like great action movies. Like Hollywood, yeah. like wh- whoever makes decisions was like, hey, maybe these stunt guys know how to shoot an action sequence. <laughs> I think Keanu Reeves is a bulk of it, man. I think he flat out was like, well, he was hey, he was a, he was the cell for that do. movie. Do this, yeah, he was the cell, but it's like. I, yeah, he did it. Cause like that's the, the dumbest comment I've ever made. Yeah, he did it, man. <laughs> Cause the director of Bullet Train was um he directed the first John Wick. Like he was Have you seen the, Bullet Train? I have not yet. God, um, dude, I want to see it so bad. I, I've flaked going to the movies. I went me went to a funeral. Everyone got COVID. So I've been like, I don't after that I went, I don't need to be around people. I never got mm-hmm. sick, but so I just kind of backed off, but yeah, Bullet Train, I, I, I Top Gun and Bullet Train, I didn't the see dire- in the theaters, and I'm gonna miss them. The director of Bullet Train was Brad Pitt's stuntman for a long time. So ah, okay, that makes sense. And he directed; he was one of the, one of the two directors that did the first John Wick. So uh, yeah, there's a good action movie, yeah, Renaissance. Like some of the movies we've watched, like Con Air. Yeah. Well, that's not a huge action movie, but like, dude, we're just going to do stuff. We're going to do crazy things. You're going to be on board. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Gone foo. And we're going to create an entire crazy world of assassins in John Wick. Uh, I, uh, I've gone to New York once in my life and I, they were doing work on, oh, what is that building called? Empire State Building? No, where the uh, hotel is. Oh. Uh, oh, the Flatiron Building. Flatiron. I kept saying ironclad. Flatiron Building. They didn't work on it, so I didn't get to see the whole thing perfectly. But, man, that that was surreal. It was like, that's John Wick. I love, the, I love architecture, too. So I, there's a whole nerdy thing. But, yeah, good for them. You pick, like, these real landmarks. Like the boys, because the boys' office is in the Flatiron Building. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's it for this week. Uh, next week we'll finish up with Ocean's Thirteen. Yeah, I'm gonna have then, a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> then figure out what to do after that. So for uh, Jake, I'll say we'll see you next week for Ocean's Thirteen.